0: This is Salt City Hoops on ESPN 700. Your best insight into Utah Jazz Basketball and the NBA in Utah. For the next two hours, it's nothing but NBA conversation from the local front to around the association. Now let's get things rolling with Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome everybody into the Salt City Hoop show on ESPN 700. I'm Andy Larson, Managing Editor of SaltCityHoops.com. We are the ESPN True Hoop affiliate for the Utah Jazz. Zach Harper joins me as he does every week uh, at this time, or sometimes Wednesdays too, but that's fine. Yeah, or sometimes if it's like 6 to 8. Yeah, that happened once. Yeah, we did that once. (laughs) Uh, Regardless, at some point in the afternoon, middle to late week, we come at you (laughs) with this show uh, talking about the Utah Jazz and the NBA Uh, obviously the NBA right in the middle of the playoffs right now. We're watching the heat and Raptors on our televisions. Uh, That's currently 41 32 Raptors four minutes left in the second quarter. Of course, Miami leads that series after winning game one. Uh, But I think maybe the bigger news in NBA circles is all of this, all of the different coaching availabilities and coaching moves that have happened over the last week.
2: It's really, it's gotta be a great profession because you get paid well and and when you don't do when you don't do well, or you just someone decides they don't want you anymore, you still get paid. Yeah, like it's not like you lose money on it. Well, Frank Vogel was apparently at the end of his contract sure. today, so
1: he doesn't get paid. Right,
2: but but even if so, like even if you're bad, you're gonna still get paid, and you'll get another shot most likely. Right to be good or bad and get paid regardless. Unless you're very, well, even Kurt Rambis is getting a second shot. Kurt Rambis is getting a second shot with, like, the highest profile team. (laughs) he got got a job upgrade in a lot of ways. Right, it really is about, like, who you know. So we want to
1: talk about that. Uh, We also want to talk about, obviously, the different playoff matchups in in the semifinals of the Western Conference and Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, Kind of talk about what's going on in those series. We'll talk about what's going on with Utah Jazz. Some of the draft workouts, two draft workouts have taken place, at least that have been available to the media, three overall. Right. Um, these ones with underclassmen are not available to the media. That's why I changed, you know, that why that number changes. But we'll kind of talk about what's happened there, what Walt Perrin and, and the Jazz scouting staff sees out of this draft, and um, kind of what changes they might be making to this draft workout process. We'll also have one of our listeners' favorite segments uh, on the show, the crazy trade ideas yes. of the week. This one is going to be really interesting. It involves a lot of star players. You know, there's a lot of talk about the Jazz needing a superstar, right? Whatever right. that means. Uh, there's been whole pieces on what a superstar <laughs> means, and and we won't get into that necessarily. But I think there's this idea that the Jazz need, do need more upper end talent. So sure. maybe a consolidation trade might help them get a superstar. I went on the message boards and oh, found no. the b- <laughs> very best of uh, those trades. And so we'll have you hopefully be the, I don't know, maybe bring some sanity
2: to the conversation. I'll be the judge. Yeah, There's I'll be a the gavel judge in of, here, right? Maybe I should we bang do, a gavel. We can,
1: we can give you the literal gavel. Yeah. And and make it all that work won't get, out.
2: that won't be annoying at all.
1: <laughs> I hope that uh, you all like that on your radio, just the sound of a gavel. Right. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll hand this over to Zach and let him use that in the eight o'clock hour. And of course, we'll go around the NBA. As we always do. All right, so let, let's go ahead and get started on this coaching conversation, though. Uh, Frank Vogel fired today, I guess. Again, not his contract not renewed. Right. Doesn't really matter. Not going to be the coach of the Indiana Pacers any longer, despite being a really pretty good
2: coach. Uh, I would say an above excellent. average coach. He's an excellent coach. He's all right. Did he we put, have him in our top ten when we did that? I can't. I think he was either. In there or right on the cusp. Yeah, um, he's nine through twelve. They played Monte Ellis twenty seven hundred minutes this year, and we're third in defense. Wow, that's hard to do. And so a lot of criticisms are and of the him. rookie center first right, of all, rookie like, center. Um, you know, the, the criticism of CJ Miles at the four, right? Exactly, because <laughs> Paul George wouldn't play it. Right. Uh, the criticism of him is that the offense isn't good. Right. That right. It hasn't been good. Um, I think like all right. I don't know that he's a great offensive coach or even a good offensive coach. But I do think you have to look at who he's had on his team. Like, he has Paul George, and Paul George is fantastic, right? Right. But outside of Paul George, there's only so much talent you hit. Like, David West was really good. George Hill's a good spot-up shooter. He's good uh, scoring in the pick-and-roll. But he can't handle a a hard trap on a pick-and-roll at all. Right. This year, their guard rotation was what? It was uh, George Hill. It was Rodney Stuckey. It was Monte Ellis. uh, Ty Lawson at some point. Like... These aren't good offensive players who can command like Monte This isn't even Dallas Mavericks Monta anymore, right? Like he's just not good. Yeah, like he can score if you give him enough shots, but so can most NBA players. So, <laughs> so I don't can know Lance that's... Stevenson, for example, right? Like exactly. in, you know he last... got Lance nine million a year. That's a great point. That's a. I mean, this guy just got traded for Spencer Hawes and Matt Barnes. <laughs> like that's how good he is. And so I think if you give him more offensive talent, he'll be able to do what you want him to do with it. I also think that. Based on what their roster was, you know, he decided pretty quickly on, like, all right, I don't think we can play this way. So we're going to go two bigs. We're going to be more traditional like we were before, and we're going to make it work. And they did make it work. 45 wins from that team that's not very talented outside of Paul George. uh, Third-ranked defense, and they made the playoffs, and they pushed the Raptors to seven games. I also think coaching has
1: more to do with defense than it does with offense.
2: Right, I agree with that. Uh,
1: And so when you see a team like the Pacers be the third-best defense in the league— uh, you know that's a win, I, right? That's a to huge. To me, one. that says you, you've, you especially without a traditional center. I mean, yeah. I know me, Ian Mahinmi's quite good as a rim protector. Yeah, he
2: he had a really good year, but
1: he's not. I mean, I, I don't think he's like an elite Rudy Gobert, no, Roy Hibbert in his prime, right? Kind of
2: guy, right? Right, I agree with that, and I just think that if you're gonna make a change with a coach, you just you have to you have to upgrade. Yeah, You can't go to the side. You can't st- take a step back. You have to upgrade. And so maybe Larry Bird knows exactly who he wants for this next coast- doesn't coaching Doesn't sound like position. it, though. Right. But if he doesn't and you don't hit this, you know, all right, this is some, some rumor mongering here. But like Paul George made it very clear years ago that he's interested in the Lakers, right? Right. He's interested. And he's got what, like two years left? Yeah, we I can check on, on that. But I think that's right. I think he's got two years left on his deal. Well, if they don't nail this coaching hire, and it doesn't look like they're getting all that much better, and the East is more competitive, like it's not a guarantee they'll make the playoffs next year. Like if you miss the playoffs, and then you have a year left before Paul George can you know can bolt, that's a lot of pressure. He'll like, be a free agent in the 2018 yeah, season. So, so. Yeah, so 2018. So two, two years. more years. Yep. That's a. I mean, that's a that's a lot of pressure to put on the situation. You have to nail this coaching hire. You can't let it look like you know like it did. Well, they ended up with Frank Vogel, who's a good coach, but like you can't have Rick Carlisle go and then have Frank Vogel go. That's that's the
1: other thing is this Larry Pird's idea that teams uh, stop listening to coaches after a few years, right? They tune them out. It's possible. I think there's something to that, yeah. but in chasing that, you're losing heck of a good coach uh, in, in Rick Carlisle right. and Frank Vogel. I mean, Rick Carlisle's top three NBA coach. I, I He's incredible, yeah, I he's, think, with yeah. what he does. Uh and, and Vogel is excellent too and I think we'll see that once he leaves the Pacers and gets you know hopefully goes to a team with talent. You you look at the candidates for the job for the Pacers too. Uh Jeff Hornacek, Nate McMillan, Brian Shaw, Mike Dantoni, Randy Whitman, Mike Woodson, Jim Boylan are all names that have been mentioned. Right. I don't know that any of those are a upgrade over Frank Vogel. I don't even know if any of those are a sideways move.
2: Right. Well, I think the the trick is, like, all right, if you want to play pace and space and you want to be a small ball team and and replicate that style, well, Nate McMillan doesn't make any sense. No. Because his teams have always been the slowest. Yes. And they don't really have that high of a three-point rate even for their pace, right? So he doesn't really make sense. Hornacek makes sense to me. I don't think he's better than Vogel, but all right, that's a nice... That's probably the
1: best out of
2: those. Yeah, that's a nice coach. Like, Brian Shaw really struggled with Denver. He also didn't have a, a locker room that had great leadership. Right. So, you know, all right, maybe... Maybe he's in a better place with his next job. He had success as a assistant his one year in Indiana. I think just one year in Indiana. Um so he like he's well liked there. Maybe that'll work. Mm-hmm. Um Mike D'Antoni obviously Pace and like, Space Pace and but... Space, but you know, granted, he he was asked to endure a lot with New York before like they were gutting the team. He was playing Nate Robinson and David Lee, like you know, those were his two best players. They they were trying to clear space to get LeBron. They ended up with Amari Stoudemire. He had a little bit of a, of success with them, but you couple that with what happened in LA, and whether that's his fault or not, like those are two bad stints. Like and right. and the NBA may have just caught up with him, and, and and what he does can still be good, but if it's not special, I don't know what. I don't want, what, know what that means for them. To use a pop culture reference to Jure, he's not great at making lemonade out of lemons. Right. You know? Right, <laughs> exactly.
1: If if you give him Dwight Howard and, and Kobe Bryant and have them and pitting against each other, right. that's not going to work. If you give him Sean Marion and Steve Nash and, and a roster that actually does
2: fit yeah, him, for Amare, sure. great. And this It'll roster doesn't, doesn't fit that style. Exactly. Of play. Not like, at all. There's not a lot of passing, there's not a lot of shooting. You know that Paul people, George isn't really that kind of player, right? Yeah, he's not going to be your Steve Nash, right? So right. Um, maybe he can be the super version of of Sean Marion, which great, but you still need your Steve Nash, your <laughs> Mark Stoudemire. Yeah, maybe Miles Turner can be a, a really good big man. I don't know. Like he's he's exceeded my expectations so far, mm-hmm. um, but I I don't know that he's that guy. And so if you're gonna have this team, like when when it's at a point that Solomon Hill hits a three and it's a, sur- a surprise to everybody. <laughs> And people are like, ah, should he be playing Chris Copeland? Like, if your question is, should you be playing Chris Copeland, you don't have a good roster. Right. And so, I don't know how much D'Antoni can boost that. Now, guys usually do shoot better with him than they do with other coaches – so there, maybe there's something there, but I don't know that you can completely transform what's there. No. And then you've got uh, like, Randy Whit- Whitman. Like, come on.
1: You just, uh, Randy a- Whitman tried Pace and Space this year and utterly failed. Right. Utter- like- utterly
2: failed with John Wall as the point guard.
1: Right. So how is this all of a sudden going to work in exactly. Indiana? I don't even understand why that name's on the list. Is it? That, I, yeah. I didn't know
2: that. He okay, went to Indiana. So- like, that's that's got to yeah. be the only reason.
1: It- I can't imagine a worse coach if you were to right. just be like the scientific experiment, okay, this didn't work with this coach. So right.
2: Let's try it again. Why not? I, I think Mike Woodson is a better coach than we probably give him credit for. I, I still do don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't I It's I, not an upgrade. It's not a sidestep. It's definitely no, a step. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh Jim, Jim Boyle, Boylan. I d I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Like yeah, I know he's a well respected assistant.
1: Yeah. Uh head coach at the University of Utah before being oh, a sports okay, assistant. There you go. Uh and did not do well here. All right. So there's your could be harder in local NBA. yeah sure that's your local tie. Is, is right Jim Boylan was a mess here and uh, I I don't know if he'd do pace and space he tried to implement it a little bit here and then it didn't work out I I don't think yeah I I, I worry about
2: it yeah so all right maybe Hornacek is maybe Hornacek can be a set a, st- a sidestep there but that's even that's, that's assuming a lot right and maybe Mike D'Antoni can be. A sidestep or a little bit better because of the style they they want to do, but he doesn't have the roster for it. You need to change the roster completely. Right. A know, lot, yeah.
1: You need you need a different point guard, different shooting guard, right? Different power forward, probably, right. or a different three man, and and yeah, you basically need to change. Yeah, every like piece you of might have roster. two
2: pieces with with Paul George and and Miles, Miles Turner. Turner, Yeah,
1: right. it's, just a, it's just a just, just a rough my, situation. Yeah, I, I don't get
2: it's it's a stupid fire. Let's, let's yeah. poor Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on Frank Vogel. I love him and I yeah. I think uh maybe he maybe he wants the Houston Rockets.
1: Well, let's talk about that job next. So they've been interviewing candidates as well. Sure. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff is not among those candidates after he pulled right. his name out of Good running. Good for him. I mean, Get out. I, I love that. You, Good for him. He was coached for three quarters of the season, found out that it was awful, and was like, right. nope, I would rather be an assistant somewhere else yeah. than be head
2: coach of this team. Talks about maybe he'd go uh, back to Minnesota where he's been before uh, under Tom Thibodeau. I think that'd be a great hire for yep. Minnesota.
1: But that he's seeking out assistant jobs. And over being over, considered. It says a lot about the state of the Houston. From Rockets right yep. now. Uh those names who have been mentioned with that job, Mike Dantoni again, uh Steven Silas, he's the uh assistant coach for the uh Charlotte Hornets. Right. Uh Jeff Van Gundy, Jeff Hornacek again, Sam Cassell, assistant coach with the Clippers, and Chris Finch. Uh
2: I mean I think I think if they really want to make sure that Dwight doesn't pick up his player option, I'd hire Mike Dantoni. <laughs> like that's a good idea. Which you know, there's something to be said there. Sure. Hire
1: Mike D'Antoni. Make sure that he doesn't pick up his player option. I mean, I you do... only have to pay Mike $10 million a year. Right. Look, I really... <laughs> Might be like, worth
2: it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too... I know I just kind of uh, poo pooed the idea of him with Indiana, but I do think Mike D'Antoni's a great coach. Like, or a potentially great coach. I
1: think he'd be a better fit in Houston than he would in Indiana.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I, Indiana. I do like the idea of James Harden in Mike D'Antoni's system. Yeah, that I think could that'd be, be a lot of that fun. could be really fun, but I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess my problem with what Daryl Morey's done in terms of their style of play over the last couple of years mm-hmm. is it just seems like we will shoot threes, not like we will create three point shots. Yeah, right. So maybe Mike D'Antoni plus the emphasis on three point shooting plus the talent on the roster, maybe that's a nice marriage there. But I don't want it to be where it's just like under Kevin McHale. It was all right. Just shoot a bunch of threes. Yeah. And it's like, well, how do we get those? Yeah, we'll find them. Like <laughs> James Harden. Right, James Harden, Corey Brewer, Trevor Reza, they'll all find shots. Like. Well,
1: that's that's what's weird is none of those guys are elite three point shooters. No. Right. Like, if you shoot they can of them, do it. Right. right. Exactly.
2: Shoot enough of them, hit thirty three percent, you're fine. Like right. That's kind of the idea.
1: But thirty three percent is not
2: really fine. You know, it, it's right. It's, it's, I I it's, guess it is
1: fine it's but technically it's
2: technically like the equal great. to a 50% two point shot right. right but like it's not really that good. But if you're making 1 point per
1: possession that's not like above average or anything. It might be above average. Yeah,
2: something like that. Anyway. Uh <laughs> Stephen Silas is a respected young uh assistant coach. I don't know how he'd be as a head coach. I don't like the idea of a guy with no experience going into this Rockets gig. Right. Um so I mean I think you can kind of take that out of same page out of JB Bickerstaff's book as you would with Steven Silas. Uh, I I think I like the idea of Van Gundy coming back, but it's been a while since he coached. Yeah, I'm curious because we he just seems, don't really know who he would be in the modern era. Right, like he seems to be in favor of analytics or respecting analytics at least. Right. Yeah, I mean um, he goes to Sloan and then makes fun of the nurses. Right, exactly. There, but, but all right, so that it, he goes is is a big yeah. Maybe you curry favor with the players by by making fun of Daryl Morey. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do there, but. Um, so, you know, I, I thought he was a good coach back when he coached. Yeah. I don't know if that's still applicable to today's, you know, I think he'd be a good, era.
1: you know, I, I look at either, uh, as a jazz fan and, and maybe being in competition with the Rockets, I look at them acquiring Mike D'Antoni, Jeff Van Gundy, or Frank Vogel and think that those are significant upgrades and, yeah. you know, yeah, really for sure. helps that team. Surpass the jazz in, in future years.
2: I'm intrigued by the idea of Sam Cassell. I know I just said I I want a guy with experience, but I think he has enough playing experience and he has a strong enough voice. Yeah. Where I think he would succeed right away. Yeah. I don't know what he would run, but that's
1: that's always my problem with yeah. ex players is I'm not sure what they'll yeah. run right away. But I
2: like his personality. I think he would command respect, and I think he I think he has enough of a resume, especially in Houston where he won a couple of titles. Yeah. Uh, or just one title? Do you win two titles? Sam Cassell. Yeah, he won against the Knicks, right? I know he was there yeah, against the. I think so. Against the Magic, I, but, I think he won both years. All right, the Knicks season was probably his rookie season, I know he's a rookie. And we can had we can look that up too. We like, have the, the
1: internet. It's an amazing technology that we have. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Knicks' job. Oh boy. So the the current rumor is that Phil Jackson is on vacation, and so therefore hasn't been able to really
2: do this I coaching love that. search yet. This would be what? me as a president. Season's right. <laughs> over. Hey, we need to find a coach. Eh, I'm probably going to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out for a little bit, but
1: <laughs> you guys keep trying to run the triangle under Kurt for a while. <laughs> go to his triangle camp and everything will be great. Yeah, Sam Cassell's rookie season was against the Knicks. Okay, That's cool. good. So there's that. But uh, So that means that they have a much shorter list of coaching possibilities than these other teams do. David Blatt, Kurt Rambis, and Mark Jackson are the only names I can find on the internet. Yeah uh and it really just looks like they're just we know go my feelings Kurt on Kurt Rambis
2: he's the worst coach in in basketball well so you, gotta, I, you I've gotta, gotta hire that guy I'm not a, I'm not in favor of bringing like there have to be Byron Scott is available including exi- <laughs> I would rather have Byron Scott <laughs> wow. including existing coaches head coaches and assistants there have to be 65 guys I would rather have than Kurt Rambis right now I think that's maybe 70? low. Yeah, like, maybe that's low. I don't know. Would you
1: be upset if you know random like if if they went, like, hey, you know what we'll go? Corliss- Real Madrid current head coach <laughs> sure. came over and you know you could sell yourself on that,
2: right? Um, I'm trying to th- like I know some front office guys. Juan Carlos Navarro, I think, is still playing in Europe. If he came over and was the coach, I think that would be better than Rambus. <laughs> I in I'm into that. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't think they should hire Kurt Rambus because I don't want the Knicks to be horrible. Blad is interesting because in theory his offense has some triangle tendencies as do a lot of modern mm-hmm. offenses right but he was so bad at corralling the players and getting them to buy in right and he in like Carmelo and LeBron are friendly it doesn't does f- LeBron subvert that just right off the bat it doesn't feel like that necessarily would work in New York right like right also he handled the media so poorly with Cleveland right. under a huge spotlight that I can't imagine going to New York makes it any better. Agreed. Yeah, the, it's, they'll it's weird. They'll rip him apart, and I don't know that he showed the tough... Like, he tried to... Like, like he had bravado. That being it, said, he's the best coach on this list. Yes. Yeah, I would rather have... Because in Mark Jackson, it's... One, I don't think he'll run the triangle, right? Right. And two, even if he does, like, he's so paranoid about getting all of the credit for what's happening when it's good that you're just poisoning the well with your assistant staff. Yeah, and I just, I just I don't think it'll be good, quite frankly. Yeah, like I think he's probably a good motivator, and teams played fast, and teams shot a lot of threes, and and teams were good defensively, but I don't know how much of that was him and how much of that was good assistant Them staff. Have, yeah, and quite frankly, having Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Right, right like, that also helps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At some point, you just throw the players out there, and right. if they happen to make a lot of threes, yeah. cool. Yeah, you're not going
2: to tell Steph Curry, eh, maybe, maybe step in. I don't know. <laughs> that does sound like a Kurt Rambis. Yeah, well, no, Kurt would definitely say that. I don't know that Mark Jackson would say that. Ty Corbin um, sort of thing. But I guess, yeah, like I don't get the, I, don't, I just don't get the Mark Jackson fascination. Yeah, I, I don't it. I get they had two good years with him, but uh, yeah. he also ran like David Lee and Jermaine O'Neal post-ups instead of giving the ball right. to Curry. He played Jared Jack. Good this team. Right, he gave Jared Jack the ball over Steph Curry He stopped the quarters. best
1: team of all time from winning 55, 60 games, right? right. Like, yeah. that's kind of his legacy in my mind. Is yeah. that he held them back by double
2: digit wins? Like I think he was a good stepping stone coach, and maybe that's what you need in New York. Yeah, maybe you can't make that huge leap. And by
1: the way, I love Steve Kerr, but I don't think he's like a, a top. I don't think he's the same class of coach as Greg Popovich or no. His his
2: assistant staff is excellent. Yeah, he and, just and he, he relies on that heavily, and he admits it.
1: And he kind of lets his system happen. Yeah, you know? it's, exactly. It's not a. It's not an intricate sort no, of thing. No, it's a
2: read and react flow type offense. Right. Yeah.
1: Hire but David Blatt, I guess. That's if I have the Knicks, and those are my three choices. Because my president's on vacation, because I'm on vacation. Then
2: yeah, I... if you're who's who's his right hand man, Steve Mills. Yeah. If you're Steve Mills, do you just try to sneak one by him? <laughs> just see what happens. Just like he comes back, he's like, "Hey, what did I miss? Oh, we hired a coach. Don't worry, he'll he'll probably run the triangle." Dare him to quit. Dare him to quit. James Dolan, like you can, if you're Steve Mills, you can talk James Dolan into hiring a coach. Yeah. Before Phil gets back from. Tahiti that'd be fun yeah all right this Kings list is is
1: absurd of just the number of coaches and I think I'm missing a few but regardless I think, you
2: are, I think there are like 20
1: <laughs> David Blatt uh Kevin McHale was I believe he was interviewed and then removed his name from proceedings so that's good Corliss Williamson
2: assistant coach
1: with the Kings. currently yeah, yeah with the Kings Henry Bibby, father of Mike Bibby. There's a connection. Uh, he is, was an assistant coach for the Pistons in t- 2013. That sounds good. Was right. the last time he was involved? Did he
2: coach USC at some point?
1: Yeah, he did yeah. for a, about a decade. Right. Um, yeah, but mostly it just looks like he's not an Peja. coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Someone affiliated with I wonder if, the I wonder, Kings. I wonder, in if the if called.
2: Mike Bibby was like, hey, would you be interested in coaching? He's like, no, but my dad. My dad is very <laughs> available right, right my now. my dad's in. Patrick Ewing? Eh, I, I think there's a reason he hasn't gotten coaching jobs. I agree. Elston Turner? I love Elston Turner. Really? I, don't, I don't know that he can be a lead guy, but he was an excellent assistant coach, excellent defensive mind under Rick Adelman for years. Okay. Love him. Ettore Messina? He's a hot name. Yeah. People want to coach. Want him to coach. Vinny, uh,
1: Quinn Sanders says nice things about him. Yeah. Because they coach together in right. the, yeah, L.A. LA
2: uh and actually in in Russia too oh right yeah, yeah uh Vinny Del Negro I think he's in that Mike Woodson category where he's not as bad as we remember but he's yeah still not a, but he's not gonna be an above average solution coach. right Brian Shaw we've talked about sure, him yeah. he's
1: gonna make all of, there's no way he gets along with any of their young players no. like I that's what I'm rooting in for anyway. just
2: for chaos right Sam Mitchell I would love to see Sam Mitchell coach DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> like I I will move back to Sacramento and get a credential I, you know what i won't even get a credential i'll just buy season tickets yeah because i mean he's sam mitchell's not going to talk to you no he won't <laughs> <laughs> or he's not going to talk nicely to s- me <laughs> i don't see why you would get a credential right. you don't get good <laughs> right, he's not going to answer my questions politely anyway <laughs> you
1: might as well just shout them from the, from the stands <laughs> at the king's players i yeah. mean will that'll that'll be good enough uh yeah. and then mike woodson
2: sure we've Same. talked about yeah, yeah below average coach out of that group, you go with Messina probably. Okay, like I'd like to see what he can do. Um, I actually really like the idea of McHale there. I think McHale's a good coach, but he doesn't want to. Right? No, he doesn't want to. But I think McHale's a good a good motivational coach. I think he needs hmm. a strong assistant staff with X's and O's. I think he has the right voice.
1: Yeah, and I think that'd be kind of a fun fit for Boogie too. I right? think Boogie. Be, I think Boogie would respect him. Have a lot. the Hall of Fame big man yeah. who's, who's done before and can. Worked teach with him. Kevin Garnett for
2: years. Yeah. Like he, there's that. There's that. He's never really there. had. That like a, a ex player leader. No, the be- best he had was like Paul Westfall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he did not like Paul Westfall <laughs> no, at all. No, he did not. Tried to get him fired multiple times.
1: <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. On the other side, we're going to be talking about these four playoff series that are going on right now the semifinals in both the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. That's next on the Salt City Hoop Show on ESPN 700.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, baby
0: listening to Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome back in to the Salt City Hoops show. Andy Larson, Zach Harper joining you. Realized I forgot to give out our Twitter handles and phone number today, so uh, yeah. we should reach, do that. Reach out to us. I mean, last week, like,
2: tens and dozens of you called. The, the um, red sea of non-tweets and phone calls parted. Right. That's what I would say. I I agree. Also, so, who was it, Jared? Who called? Yeah, Jared. I I actually forgot your Twitter handle. So tweet me so I it's can
1: like at go the distance forty nine. Something think?
2: like that. Yeah. So it's because I owe you a king sticker.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. So if I can still find it, <laughs> maybe I maybe I don't know you anything because oh. I don't know where it is. <laughs> we'll find out later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I still haven't read them. At Andy B Larson or at Talk Hoops is how you can get a hold of us on Twitter. That's the one. And then. Uh, he just tried a Trevor Booker-esque over the head right. shot. That was great. Or you can call us at 877 353 We're watching the Raptors and Heat. Uh, Raptors currently lead the Heat 50-43. to 43. The best tweet on this series so far was by Bobby Big Wheel saying, I thought Heat versus Raptors was decided 65 million years ago.
2: That's one of those tweets that's so clever. I'm angry I didn't think of it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your yeah, market. That's just genius. That's yeah. genius comedy right there. I It's great. Also, Goran Dragic apparently had a collision with involving his mouth uh <laughs> where his he didn't lose a tooth, but his bottom teeth went through his lip. I'd almost rather lose a tooth. Right, I think I would too. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you can you can buy more teeth. I don't <laughs> think you can buy another lip.
1: Plus, can't you like put back I mean, him he didn't lose his
2: lip. I don't know how that works really. And I don't right. think you put them back. I think you just get fake teeth. Okay. Yeah. I mean I, my two front teeth are are mostly fake. Hmm, okay. Um the yeah, like root canals? No. What happened? I ran into a pole in fourth grade. Ooh, yeah. like on a bike or like no, I was just playing, we were running around. Do you guys have four square here? Yeah. Okay, we were playing four square and the 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 squares were near this pole and so someone bounced it way over my head. So I am like running back looking for the ball Oof. and ran face first and, and just spit this my teeth out and this jerk named Edmund. Who I went to school with forever. Yeah, his name was Edmund. What a weird name! It was he's a weird guy. Uh, <laughs> said like, as I spit my teeth out, goes, "Hey, you lost your tooth," and I wanted to punch him so badly, but I was crying because I broke my right. Exactly. <laughs> should have bit so, him with your unique sh- bite mark. I should have with my new fangs. <laughs> uh, but he, but Goran Draghi, did have three stitches on the outside of his lip and five on the inside. Eesh. That sounds painful. Yeah. No, I'm not signing up for that. Let's go. Uh,
1: Let's go ahead and talk about this series. First of all, Raptors are up, not because they're shooting well, uh, but because they've gotten the heat to go- get some turnovers. They had 12 turnovers in the, in the first half, uh, while the Raptors only had three. So right. that's kind of the big thing. came in the, game. in the first
2: quarter, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but for whatever reason, the Raptors haven't been able to shoot well, not only not this, this series, but last series right. too. Is there
2: something wrong with especially Kyle Lowry? He had an elbow injury in January. Okay. And so he he struggled with his shot quite a bit after January, um, but it seemed like at times it was starting to get a little bit better. I think he had a I think he had a big game against Orlando at one point. I can't really remember, uh, but that was kind of the case. And there is there are a couple pictures floating around on online where it looks like his elbow has another elbow. Well, that's like not it, good. Like there is just gigantic multiple lump, joints yeah on his elbow on the side of his elbow um so that's i mean it's a shooting elbow so like that's the reason he can't shoot right now and i don't know how you get over that
1: i mean i don't know that you can in the course of a playoff right so no. that's yeah that's not good
2: he's he's he had a good start tonight um i think he was like i don't know three of seven for nine points at some point which for him is is really good right now but if he can't play or if he can't play well especially scoring the ball I don't think the Raptors have a chance.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was amazing that the only three he made was the tire. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. To put the game into overtime from beyond half court,
2: which he stepped out before he took the shot. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a shot of him uh, with his foot oh, on the really? sideline. Yeah, because he almost turned the ball over as they like kind of walked the dog with it, mm-hmm. and then and so as he recovered, he he pushed off with his left foot on the sideline, and they didn't call it. Uh, and then he hit the then he hit the half court shot. I mean, had that's a huge that's all controversy. It takes.
1: Just take it. Just shoot it from that far back. Right, exactly. Push off and, and see what happens. Success. Uh let's talk about Cavs Hawks, the other Eastern Conference playoff series. I mean, I first of all, just blown out last night. Right. Uh incredible three point shooting by the Cavs, who are uh, a, a good but not great three point
2: shooting team normally. Yeah. I fell asleep before the game started. I woke up in the third quarter and it was a forty point game, and then I just rolled over and went back to sleep and then watched it this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was I just fine. thought, no, oh, there's no reason.
1: I I, I feel like So much of what has happened to the Hawks in the last two playoffs has been shot luck, right? Like, especially last year, they got all these open threes, and all of a sudden, Kyle Korver couldn't make any of them. Right. Uh, And, heck, maybe that kind of predicted his three-point decline this season a little bit. Uh, And then this season, it it seems like the opposite has kind of happened, where
2: their opponents are getting hot from from outside.
1: Is that fair? I mean, or am I just giving too much credit to the Hawks?
2: Uh I mean you might be giving too much credit. Like I think the I think against the Celtics it's it's a fair assessment because the Celtics can't shoot, right? And so they were packing the paint, daring them to shoot. When they did hit shots, it's like, all right, well, you know, we don't think that's gonna happen for an entire series. And it didn't, and they moved on. Against the Cavs, it doesn't look like all right, maybe I need to watch it a little bit closely, but it doesn't look like they've changed their defensive strategy. Like it Hmm. feels like they're they're packing the paint so LeBron doesn't score inside. And then he's just delivering passes to everyone and they're just having a field day. Like there were, there were certain points with J.R. Smith last night where, you know, he was contested, but for the most part he was contested after he was in a rhythm from all these open shots. And so I just don't, I don't think you can play. Like, I think you have to turn LeBron into a score. Okay. And I don't think they're doing that. And I don't know. I just, I think it's a bad matchup for them because I, we love this team concept and they were the second best defense in the league. And, and when we have a team like the Hawks who are so successful, we freak out and like, hey, they don't need a superstar. We don't, you, know, we, you don't know where the final shot's coming from in a close game. So mm-hmm. that's tough on the defense. It's like, yeah, but they don't know where it is either. Right. And when you're faced against star power like LeBron and Kyrie and even Kevin Love, even though he's struggling to hit two-pointers, when you face that, like, there's just a, dispar- a disparity in firepower. And that's hard to overcome. Like, you have to play great defense to do that. I don't feel like they're playing great defense. No, not right now, um,
1: which is, like you said, not the way they've been playing for the rest of the season. Right. Uh,
2: Spurs-Thunder,
1: I mean, game two, just... What a night. I, I can't...
2: I, I... So I was in Oakland uh, for the first two games of the of the Warriors-Blazers series, and so I'm in my hotel lobby bar mm-hmm. uh, working and watching the game with other people, uh, just all strangers, and... That place was nuts, like just absolutely crazy over the course of that game because Lamarcus Aldridge is killing. Right, they you know the Thunder get out to a big lead, then they give it up, and and then the final thirteen seconds, like that place was going crazy, and like I thought they missed eight different calls on the play. The last two minute report said only five <laughs> in thirteen seconds. Like that's unreal. That is the most uh, missed calls by any
1: by any. Last two minute report uh, in okay. the last possession of a game. I looked at it because you know I've been yeah. doing all these rest right. stats, mumbo jumbo. Uh, but yeah, this five is by far the most in any uh, last possession of a game. Most in the last twenty four seconds of any of these last two minute reports. I just uh, I
2: imagine you in a Clockwork Orange type of situation <laughs> where you're like you hook yourself up to like the eyes taped open and. And you just fill in these stat sheets with the. I almost the last hate. Two minute. I
1: hate the responsibility. Like at this point, I, <laughs> you I wish have, you
2: had never started. I, exactly. <laughs> at
1: this point, it's like I gotta do this because now I'm that guy. But right.
2: If because because then at some point someone important's gonna be like, oh hey, I know you were exactly. going over the last two minutes stuff, and you're like, oh I stopped that two months ago. That
1: happens. Yeah, that happens at least <laughs> once a week. It right. honestly does. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine, I'll spend another couple of hours on it, and it is. You just go into the you know headphone mode and start typing. Sure regardless uh it was a very poorly officiated game um i loved it I, I, <laughs> I did i like something has to be done about like teams being able to do whatever they want in the last
2: right possession right, right? There, i mean there was a lot of clutching and grabbing a lot of fouls a lot, i mean an inbound foul by the inbounder which i've never seen before yeah uh, and neither had the refs right and, th- and this was just a this is a situation where i was glad it it happened the way it happened because it added so much entertainment to the night <laughs> I was glad they missed every single one of those calls because uh, it was just fun.
1: So, y- if you would have rather seen, I mean, you liked the way it happened. I like, I would have from an entertainment seen- value.
2: Okay. Yes, I also have no dog in the fight. So, no, that's fair.
1: Yeah, um, I, I have some sense of fairness, and then also, I think also, I just want the Spurs to win. Sure. Just because I feel like they
2: deserve it, and we want to see Warriors Spurs, right?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. really that's really what it Absolutely. is. Absolutely, um, I want to be right. Also, about I think the Spurs will win the series easily, and Ooh. so just because I think they're that good, okay. Uh, and while well, they hadn't lost at
2: home except to one team, yeah, and they're not they're not playing two. Ennis Kanter and Deion Waiters in the rotation,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So uh, basically, I, I wanted to be right, and yeah. that's why I was going for the Spurs, uh, Warriors Blazers. Like you said, you were there.
2: I was there. Uh, Warriors are still an awesome team without Steph Curry, and he's not going to – I don't believe he's playing in game three. I know there's a little bit of of hope, I guess. but Probably not. Everything I heard heard. before I left Oakland was that don't expect him playing game three. And then it's, all right, if they're up 3-0, do you want him to be completely healed for the next series, or do you need him to get back on the court and get some of that rust off? I don't. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah,
1: I. I I wish maybe there are studies on this or something because I. I'd like to know, but I don't. I don't think there's like a hard and fast answer there. Right. Ultimately, you want to avoid a re-injury of any kind or worse injury.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: So that's that's the ultimate goal is to try to avoid that. But that's really Steph's health is the most important topic of this series because the
2: Warriors are going to win it with or without him. Yeah, they're that good. Draymond Green's a monster. Clay. Clay Thompson's awesome.
1: I. I kind of like them having to face teams in the playoffs without Steph because it does convince people how good the rest of this roster is. Yeah,
2: it it should be a nice little reminder that everyone, uh, especially Mo Spates, who's a favorite of mine. Yeah. Can can (laughs) very much contribute without Steph.
1: He has a lot to contribute in uh, interviews as well. Right, exactly. (laughs) All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. On the other side, uh, Jazz have been running these draft workouts over the last week. We'll be talking about those guys brought in and kind of how the Jazz are approaching the early stages of their draft preparation next on the Salt City Hoops show on ESPN 700. Step
0: inside. Walk this way. You and me, babe. Hey, hey. You're listening to Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome back into the Salt City Hoops show, ESPN 700. Andy Larson, Zach Harper joining you. Uh, talking about the jazz draft workouts for a, a segment here. Uh... Just these workouts just started this week. The Jazz's first one was this weekend where they worked out Utah State's Jalen Moore and a couple of other underclassmen. That was not made available to the media because the Jazz aren't allowing these kind of underclassmen uh, workouts, guys without agents, to be interviewed by the media just right. because they, you know, protection thing. Right. But, yeah. You don't want to ask them questions like, hey, do you hate your head coach? And Right, exactly. Because <laughs> that's what, what, what we went would wrong do wrong at Kansas. Like, right. you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there have been two where we were invited though they're kind of uh, at best late second round guys, if we're honest, they're probably like fourth round guys right. <laughs> in in terms of the caliber of players that are coming into Salt Lake City right now. So that means that the most interesting thing to talk about is, uh, from a Jazz perspective anyway, is talking to Walt Perrin, the Jazz's vice president of player personnel, about what their approach is to this draft. Um, and I thought a couple of different quotes from yesterday were interesting that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, first of all, just asked about how good this draft is overall especially compared to last year
3: i think it's going to be a little i think it's still a little bit top heavy Uh, i think there's some very good players in the top half of the lottery um can be very good players i think again that from five to twelve five to fifteen there's going to be some good players there but you got to figure out who they're going to be and there's going to be some guys who's going to struggle and bounce around um and then after that it's going to be who you think who you like um I don't know if this is as deep as it was last year, but again, a little bit, a little bit. But again, I don't know about depth this year because I don't know how many of the underclassmen are staying in the draft as of yet.
1: Yeah, so last year's depth, by the way, was excellent. Like pretty much everyone in the lottery was a hit. Yeah. Uh, maybe not Hazonia, but like...
2: And even then, when he played, he was good. He had right. an impact, yeah.
1: And everyone else actually made an impact as a rookie. I mean, right. that's, that's incredible for any draft. Doesn't seem like Walt Perrin will think that this draft is the case. Although, quite frankly, most drafts aren't.
2: Right. I think most most drafts seem like seem pretty thin unless you get those surprises. Right.
1: Right. So uh, that's not ultimately surprising. I do think it's interesting that he said kind of five to twelve, five to fifteen. Remember, the Jazz are currently slated to draft twelfth, so you're kind of at the end of that of that place where there are some good guys, right? Right. And it may be that if the league figures out who those good guys are, you may be in a situation where you're not in that second or third tier of talent, and maybe that's when you look to trade out
2: yeah, and I think it's I think it's tough to evaluate now because you don't know who you can get in to draft right like it's or into into workout in order to be able to draft him the combine will obviously help a lot uh, I think next week yeah next week yeah. may
1: eleventh through the fifteenth right like the dates um that, so you get a Chicago. little
2: bit a little bit better idea of where guys are are slotted and everything, but for the most part, like you have to have really done majority of your scouting work already and and i don't know how much you can actually learn from a lot of these workouts other than personality response to you know direction stuff right. like right
1: i'm glad you brought up whether or not you can bring in guys though because walt was asked about that too
3: B- to be honest with you i think it's gonna be a struggle getting some of the guys we want to get in It's going to be in our range let alone people who are above us uh because of the nature of our team so I will work it. I will see if I can get him in. Bless you. Um, but I'm not overly optimistic. I will be able to get him in because
1: the depth of your roster.
3: Depth of our roster. Yeah, you know, players we have.
1: And, and he went on to say uh, the depth of the starters as well, which I thought right. was interesting. Right, like these agents are trying to get their get their player to a place where they can actually start and play major minutes on the Utah Jazz roster. Pretty much every position starting wise is is filled. Right. You've, right. Uh, if you know if you're a point guard, probably Dante Exum's going to be starting over you. Ditto Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert. You're going to be a bench guy, not only for now, but probably you know the medium-term future at least. Sure. So if you're one of the, if you're a rookie who's trying to get minutes, you're not going to the Utah Jazz, and maybe you don't even go to their workout in an effort to
2: hopefully make them avoid drafting you. Well, they've struggled to get the guys, even that they drafted in for workouts in the past, right?
1: That's fair. Dante Exum didn't come in, for right. example. Uh, Trey Lyles did last year, for, for what it's worth. Gobert so. didn't? Gobert did not, no. Uh, Rodney Hood also did not. Yeah, right. good point. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the, again, they've kind of drafted some fallers in, in the draft before, uh, really, I think,
2: every single pick, except maybe Trey Lyles is not, right. you know, he was kind of yeah, slated he's to go bear. around there. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Chris Dunn falls at twelve. There's no reason he would. But maybe he does. Then do you draft another point guard? I'd draft Chris Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. If he falls to 12, I think you yeah, take
1: him. Yeah, you, you'd probably do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's it's just interesting, though. It, again, maybe that's another thing in whether or not you want to trade the pick or not. If you don't have enough information on some yeah. of these guys and you want to take a known quantity, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of caliber of player who's, you can get with a number 12 pick. Who's but, the
2: football player? Laramie Tunsil? Yeah. Who had the, the video... Of him, yeah, with the gas mask video, yeah.
1: plus then also was getting money from his football team, which yeah, which every, shocker,
2: right? Co- collegiate athlete takes money from teams. Um, I don't know, maybe that happens during the NBA draft. We haven't had this draft like, what's the last like draft thing we had? Like, Dr- Darrell Arthur had it like a kidney thing exposed, right? Um, that made him drop. Brandon Jennings showed up, DeAndre Jordan had something, right? That made him drop to the second
1: round, right? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what but that was, but he was in the green room, right? So Yes, second round green room guys. Uh, I mean Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. Yep, that's a good one. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It, maybe it,
2: we maybe we have a great scandal. I looked at
1: this night. by the way. Um, in a study I did, just again, spend too much time in Excel. Uh, but whether or not it was good to draft risers or fallers, and I found out it didn't matter. Like, okay. <laughs> so so my my study was kind of well. It it was interesting in that it wasn't a result, right? Like, right. You might say, "Oh, well, maybe if a guy is falling, you should definitely take that guy." Yeah, because you're maximizing
2: not, your pick value, right. right? Yeah,
1: and that's not necessarily the case in terms of how those guys work out. You know, you've got DeAndre Jordan sometimes, but then you've got guys who fall for the right reasons. Yeah, too. exactly. Uh, I'm trying to come. I mean, Royce White was kind of one of right, those guys. Right, he fell. No, he definitely fell. Uh, can you think of anybody else
2: who who fell and didn't turn out well? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What do we consider Monte Ellis? I mean, I guess technically he's a success. Yeah, he's got to be he made hundred million dollars. Like, yeah,
1: he's got to be a success. Uh, anyway, they're they're players. Yeah. The other, uh, what do you think about this underclassman change thing, where where it, college players can have up to three different times where they go into the NBA, work out with teams, and and go to the combine and that sort of thing.
2: If it saves kids from making bad decisions, I'm all for it. Yeah, and uh, I think it does. Yeah, I don't care how it affects colleges. I just don't like. You're already exploiting labor anyway. And we don't right. have to get into that, but we like. I don't care if it makes it tougher on recruiting. I don't care if it makes it tougher on co- on college coaches. Like I don't care. Like I want the kids <laughs> to not end up being screwed out of an education if for some reason it's not going to work out for them, and they can get that information. They go back to school and end up, you know, getting their degree or whatever. Like I just I want to protect the kids as much as possible.
1: Sporadic regularity on Twitter does point out that Gobert came out came for a workout, and now that he corrects me, I remember that. It was before my time as a media person here, but you should have. Known. I should have known. Yeah, and I'm I'm deeply sorry to all my listeners. Uh, yeah, I don't know no how barcade. we I don't
2: know how we come back from this embarrassment. <laughs> Somehow
1: we'll we'll persist. Yeah, I I like it too. The other thing is I think it will ultimately make them better players down the road, right?
2: Like right, if you yeah. have
1: the instruction of NBA coaches letting yeah. you know what you're good at and what you need to work at to make it at the NBA level, that can yeah. only help.
2: This was a, something that Brandon Roy talked about on his podcast with JJ Redick, where he came out out of, out of high school. He declared for the draft. I don't. I can't remember how many workouts he did or what, or what was official. But he found out just how far away he was from becoming an NBA player, and went to Washington. You know, worked hard for. I think he. Was, I think he was there for three years, and and really made obviously a success story out of it, even though his career was cut short. Um, so yeah, I think you can take those situations, realize how much work you have to do. And, and benefit from it.
1: Yeah, and uh, ultimately, I think that'll happen with some of the local guys who have come in as well. Guys like Jalen Moore. Yeah, for um, sure. May turn out to be NBA players as a result. All right, next segment, we're going to do crazy trade ideas. Yes. Get, we're going to get the Jazz a superstar, dang it. Let's That's do it. what you guys have all wanted. That's next on the Salt City Hoops Show on ESPN 700.
0: Analytics and opinions on the Jazz and the rest of the NBA. This is Salt City Hoops on ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome back into the Salt City Hoop Show. Andy Larson, Zach Harper joining you for the second hour of tonight's show. Uh, we're going into crazy trade ideas segment time. So, as always, I want you guys to weigh in on whether or not we're crazy. Or really, it's the message board denizens of the internet. Uh, at Andy B. Larson, at
2: Talk Hoops, or you can always call us 877-353-0700. I do feel like we have adopted the craziness. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we're accepting it, we're letting it into that, our hearts. So it it is ours. That we are elevating right. message board material right. it's not our, it's to not a, a f- radio show. Right. Not our not our ideas, but it has our support.
1: Yeah. And ultimately it's our fault if any of you guys if any,
2: are, Oh, I thought you were gonna say if any if any of them happen. We
1: got a new one on Twitter, by the way. Okay. Um Hit me with Heck, it. let's yeah, let's just start with this one. This one's from at Blair Red. Favors Burks, Burke and a first round pick. Oklahoma City's or Golden States for Kyrie Ring. so Derek Favors, both Trey of the Burks, Burke and Burks, and a first round pick for Kyrie.
2: I don't think that convinces him. I don't. I wouldn't do it. If I, wouldn't, a, I wouldn't do it if I'm the Jazz. Really? Injury history. I'm not sure how much of a team player he is.
1: To me, the rest, like the Burks, Burke, and a first part of that deal, is not that
2: damaging. I guess. Like no, it's not. But it, what are you gaining there? Like I get you get to play with Trey Lyles as you your four. You get a four. point guard. Yeah, you get a point guard. You might have a point guard already. That's true. Do you th- I mean, do you do you think that Kyrie Irving is going to be demonstratively demonstratively better for the Jazz than Derek Favors has been? Uh, he puts up nice outings and nice stats. I'm just not like I'm not convinced cuz he would be the number 1. I'm not convinced of him as a number 1.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've we've seen that in his career when Kyrie is the number 1.
2: Yeah, I'm bad just, win totals. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's bad, but I just don't know that he's the leader you want. Maybe maybe things have changed with his time under LeBron. I don't know. Okay, let's. I wouldn't uh, do it. So Zach says no for the Jazz. Do you think the Cavs do it? I would. I don't think the Cavs would do it. Either I don't way. think so either. Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, here's one from JP England on on Real GM. Yes, this is where I'm getting these ideas from. uh Derek Favors and the number twelve pick for Jimmy Butler. I don't know. That's enough. For Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think ultimately you but, have. But we're in the right. We're in the right zone. Uh, I think. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's enough of an upgrade. Yeah. Over Derek Favors. Yeah. That you probably have in, to give more than. The I throw
2: in Alec Burks too. Okay. I don't know if the money works that way, but. Uh yeah, I think it would. Okay, oh, because right? Jimmy a new, Butler's got, got max. a new deal. Yeah, he got what like five ninety five or something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, probably, and Derek makes enough. twelve and and Alec makes ten. Yeah, maybe so they're you're, throwing you're Cameron
2: Barstow or something. So you have another Australian. There you go. <laughs> we
1: need that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, if you're the you, uh, first of all, a lot of these are Jimmy Butler trades. Okay.
2: <laughs> so I see where. Do you think that the
1: Bulls are going to trade for Jimmy? These are not jazz fans. These are oh, fans, fans from f- the, around oh. the internet, by okay. the way, from a bunch of different. They're teams. just
2: trying to get Jimmy Butler away from Chicago.
1: They're trying to win this contest to get the Jazz
2: a superstar in okay. Make Believe Land. Uh, no, I don't think the Bulls are going to trade him. Why would they trade him? Because they... Uh, you can just fire they, fire Fred Hoiberg. Go get another coach. Yeah. Go get someone the Kings don't hire. Because <laughs> Kings are interviewing everybody. I mean, I would go for someone who the the Rockets don't hire. Go get Frank Vogel. Go get Frank Vogel. F- I like Fred Hoiberg a lot. But go fire... I don't know about as a coach, but just as a person. <laughs> yeah. Go fire Fred Hoiberg. Go get Frank Vogel right now. This yeah. Is, I- this is actually... this is We just got the Bulls a superstar. I know we're trying to get the Jazz a superstar. I just got the Bulls a superstar. I think, yeah. Do it.
1: Okay, but ultimately, if but, for whatever reason, it seems like the Bulls are open to trading Jimmy Butler.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's maybe not the leader they thought he was. Right. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, a Jimmy Butler-Gordon Hayward wing lineup is That's incredible. It's <laughs> really good. Just in terms of versatility, yeah. in terms of skill. You and, could go I mean, small
2: because you have Gobert back there. You could go hood. You could, yeah. Uh, Hayward butler and you, just ruin yeah <laughs> absolutely ruin i i
1: love it like the idea of acquiring jimmy butler in a jazz uniform is actually I'm, very exciting i'm gonna to
2: me. i'm gonna go to and and he likes he's a big country music fan so there's oh, country there music go. here right uh there's a country music station uh, yes sold <laughs> right in this building even I right think. exactly
1: okay how about this one from baby jacks 13 rudy jacks. gobert alec burks and the number 12 for jimmy butler gobert gobert no Wouldn't do it. You wouldn't so Gobert's off the table. Gobert has more value to you than than Derek Favors. Um Yes. In the well, I don't know. I guess you can put Favors at the five. That's the thing, right? Like he's played there before, but he's not that he's not a great rim protector. Do you worry about the
2: durability after this year? Yeah,
1: that's fair. Yeah. I think I'd rather have Gobert because he gives you an identity and that's true. He saves you so many points on defense. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I say no. Okay. I, I think I'd probably do too. Uh, if you can sell them on Favors, Burks, and twelve, though, I'd probably do it. Yeah, I'd do that. Uh, okay. Here's one that doesn't have uh, Ky- or Jimmy Butler. Sorry, it's Trey Burke, Rodney Hood, Derek Favors, and four first round draft picks. So that's the number twelve this year. The Jazz pick next year. The Golden State pick next year, and the Oklahoma City pick in 2018. So in
2: this scenario, we have we have brought we've used a Delorean to bring. Larry Bird in his prime (laughs) back to an area to trade him for Paul George and George Hill. Wow. Who are the names again? (laughs) Not the picks, but the names.
1: Trey Burke, Rodney hood, Derek favors. First of all, I think that's too many first round picks. Like I don't think it's legal for the jazz to trade that many first round picks, but uh, if you take out the golden state first, it's legal.
2: Paul George is really good. Yeah. I mean, all right. I could be talked into it. I say yes. Look, that's, Three,
1: it's two late first round picks, right? The Oklahoma City right. first and Golden yeah, that, State runs fine. are probably late. Uh, the number twelve, which uh, I mean, uh, like we just heard from Walt Perrin, it's kind of a med draft. Yeah. And Derek Favors and and Rodney Hood's tough to give away, but uh, but you're getting Paul George. But you're getting Paul George yeah, getting and Paul George Hill. Like George, Hill's expires George Hill expires at the end of the year, so
2: he would be a nice. He'd be one. You could flip him at the deadline, I think. Yeah. And two, like he would be, like next to George. And next to Hayward, he would be a really nice shooting, like shooting point guard. You
1: still have Dante Exum too, right? Like, yeah, it's a fantastic stopgap. If if Dante Exum doesn't work out, absolutely. or if he does, I, yeah. I, I think that's an awesome team. I, I'm in. It's a lot of people. I mean, it's four first round picks. Call Larry
2: Bird. You just got rid of Frank Vogel. Get rid of Paul George too. <laughs> have a fire sale.
1: Yeah, I mean, do the Pacers do it? Probably not. No, absolutely not. But <laughs> I'm in. All right. Uh, here's one. That's kind of interesting. So it's a three-team deal with the Jazz, the Cavs, and the
2: Suns. Okay. The Cavaliers would get Eric Bledsoe. Part of part of Team LeBron.
1: Yep. Uh, the Jazz would get Kyrie Irving. Okay. And the Suns would get Alec Burks, Dante Exum, the twelfth pick, and the forty-second pick. I'd do that. So you're you're giving up on Dante Exum's potential plus the twelfth
2: pick to get Kyrie Irving?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. And plus Alec Burks. I mean, Alec Burks is not nothing, but I think... No, but he's, he's a nice player,
2: but you can right. you can find a pretty decent wing in free agency or, or Does... in a trade. Um, yeah, the, like, all right, I wouldn't give up Derek Favors to bring Kyrie Irving aboard, but I would give up on the potential of Dante Exum, which maybe freaks some people out, but no, I'll often take the tangible talent over the potential.
1: I think that's fair. Uh, Spence One argues that Eric Bledsoe is a better fit at point guard to the Cavs than Kyrie Irving is. What do you think?
2: I mean, he plays 40 games a year, so... Right, but he does play defense during those forty games. Yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't think no, he's okay. very, I don't think he's very good offensively. Okay. I think he actually hurts a team.
1: Well, oh, okay. Yeah. So as a point guard. Cavs probably say no. I think ultimately I think the Suns I don't would know say that the yes. Cavs say no. Really? I guess if you, I, like, you just have told to, me that they think that
2: I Irving's way better than Eric Bledsoe. But this is LeBron. And okay. And Eric Bledsoe's agent is Rich Paul. Right. They, like he's the minimum, but he's LeBron, already got right? he's already got the max for like four more years, right? So yeah, but no no, 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 no. It's like it was like four. It was like or it was like five seventy. Five years seventy million. So that's a long time and a lot of money. I, I guess that's I don't not understand a lot of money though. In in the next CBA, that's no, twelve
1: I, a year. But Rich Paul can't make another buck off of Eric Bledsoe
2: for you know.
1: Four, no, more but years. he brings he brings La Familia and, together. Yes, okay.
2: that's just what it's about. It's about the you know how. Mello had all of his caa people in new york like it's about bringing all of your agency into one place it's more power why, is it, uh, why? i don't uh, i don't know, i don't get that, it either. how the money works i don't there? want to work with any of my friends like, I, <laughs> like I, I, I know i love my friends but i would never want to work with them
1: i just i just don't understand how like having all of your guys in one market especially if that market is cleveland is just is a boondoggle because, for you financially
2: because if you win a championship that way you're you're never buying dinners in You're, Cleveland yeah, again. There's some really sell, good restaurants in Cleveland. You sell
1: a jersey to literally everyone in Cleveland. Right. I don't know that it has like huge like well, how here- big of a shoe contract can Eric Bledsoe get? Uh well, I don't know
2: that he can sell shoes, so Yeah, not that not right. that big. But here's what you do you sell a jersey to everybody in Cleveland they go and lose literally the shirt off their back or the jersey <laughs> off their back at the casino next door to the Quicken Loans Arena. Hmm. And then they have to go buy another one at some point once they get a little money back. If they
1: if they bet on the Cavs support the team. with this trade and then lose all their money at the right. casino, right? Exactly. then everything's great. Yeah. I think they'd do that. Okay. Then, I mean, I think I'd all rather three have Kyrie teams, teams probably, probably do it. that. Yeah. That's crazy. Why not? I, I'm... Maybe the Jazz don't because they don't think Kyrie can ever be a good defender. Yeah,
2: that's but fair. He's also just pretty talented. Like maybe
1: if Quinn I mean, Snyder, if Quinn Snyder can make that work. Yeah. And also,
2: like, how bad is his defense if you have Rudy Gobert backing him up? Yeah. And how, how big of a liability is that? Maybe not as big of,
1: not that big of a liability. I'm gonna call Dennis Lindsey. All, all right, yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> that might be our favorite trade so far. Yeah, I like that one. And, like and maybe in terms teams. of realism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Here's one from Real East. Okay, not fake East. (laughs) Nope, he's real. Uh, His tweet's real AF. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Utah, this is a Jazz Rockets trade with a Jazz trade Gordon Hayward, Trey Lyles, Shelvin Mack, and three first-round picks, their next three picks, actually, for the next three years, uh, for James Harden and Corey Brewer.
2: This is intriguing. That's a lot to give up. Yeah, i i don't think I don't think I would do this. I don't know that you want James Harden in this city.
1: Yeah, that's a weird fit. Yeah, I like conceptually sort of like the idea of James Harden and Rudy Gobert, but then that's kind of James Harden and Dwight Howard if Dwight Howard was good, right? Right,
2: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And then that's a lot to give up for James Harden, who's who's awesome, but you don't know that he's going to be engaged. He's right. not. He's not a leader. We on saw. We hand, saw this year. That he's not a leader. Right. On the other hand, Gordon Hayward only has one year left on his deal. Sure. I guess.
1: And without that, you know, if you think Hayward is going to leave, then all right, that's there,
2: there are a lot. There are a surprising number of hipsters in this town. And you bring. What do you, a je- what do you mean by that? You. There's a lot of hipsters here. Okay. There's a lot of people. I don't know, wearing skinny jeans and flannel and and have beards. Okay. I'm saying you bring the beard here. That's a lot of. <laughs> that's a lot of beard growing in this city. Is it is it too much? Is that what you're... It's- well, I would not buy local stock in Gillette if that's a thing. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't think people are shaving after this. Okay. that's This is a seismic change to the culture of Salt Lake City. And the economy. Although, if there's like beard shampoo, I guess maybe you just use normal shampoo. But I'm sure there's a special there's kind of shampoo. There's probably special beard yeah. shampoo. You can sell anything to people and say, <laughs> hey, this is what you need. And they say, all right, we'll take it. Um, so this, I would invest in beard shampoo. Okay. I would sell all my stock in Gillette. And I would and I would just, I don't know, make more money than James Harden. I think the Rockets might do that. I think Daryl Moore is absolutely into the idea of a gigantic trade. Yeah. He loves those. He loves those trades. You get to, he gets to treat players like commodities. He would love it. Here's kind of a smaller one. Uh,
1: maybe not a superstar, but a, a good fit for the Jazz. Uh, Jazz trade Trey Lyles, Trey Burke, uh, Rodney Hood, and the 12th pick for Kyle Lowry and Damari Carroll.
2: Yeah, if you can guarantee Damari Carroll is going to be healthy,
1: right? Which maybe not, but he's
2: yeah. I don't. I don't know the seriousness of his injury. I just know he missed a lot of games. Um, I feel like Lyle's hood and the 12th pick is a lot to give up, but... but yeah, Kyle Lowry's great, but when he's healthy, yeah, um, Carol could be a monster here shooting five for 16 tonight, by the way, Kyle, Yikes, Lowry that is. elbow, see, and that doesn't even show the accurate. There's a picture of him on the screen. That's not a current picture. Cause he only has one elbow oh. on his right arm <laughs> and you normally you know. should, he normally has two right now. Um, it's like his tree rings. Yeah. That's maybe Kyle Lowry was like 25. I'd be into this. Okay, but but as of now, it's too yeah, much. I think value. it's too much. I
1: I kind of agree with that. This one I think is too friendly to the Jazz from Rugby Rugger twenty three. Okay, we got an Aussie. <laughs> Gordon Hayward and Derek Favors for Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving.
2: Straight up, I don't think I don't think <laughs> Le, I don't think LeBron does this trade. Um, I like the idea though. Like we're. You're trading light two two star-ish players for 2 starish players.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here's an alternative just from Keenan at Kenny Big Time. Uh, Derek Favors for Kevin Love straight up.
2: I believe in Kevin Love. Okay. I, I would do it. Yeah. I, I think Kevin Love's better than Derek Favors. Okay. Maybe not. I think he's a great fit next to Rudy Gobert, too, right? right? that's like, the thing. Is that's like, the perfect. Yeah, defensively, he's obviously not very good, but you throw his offense... You make him the number one on this team, with Gordon Hayward as the number two, and you have Rudy Gobert backing him up, that's that's an incredible combination on both ends of the floor. Do the Cavs do it? No, because they have... Well, well, here's the thing. Timothy Mozgov, who wasn't any good this year, is a free agent this mm-hmm. summer. Um, They locked up Tristan Thompson, so you could put Derek Favors next to Tristan Thompson. Yeah. It's, I mean, you lose some three-point shooting, obviously. <laughs> as um, you will when you're trading Kevin Love. Right. Like but it's just how that works. I don't know if they like Kevin Love anyway.
1: Right. That, it doesn't feel like Kevin Love is, is long for the Cavs necessarily.
2: Right. Even though he just signed a five-year deal. <laughs> but
1: that made sense, right? Like, right. Exactly. You, you got to get the talent when it's on the market yeah. and you have the This could end up being rights. the drama
2: we kept expecting with Chris Bosh in the Miami Heat Big Three, except... Real. Except they actually like Chris Bosh. <laughs> right. I don't know if the Cavs and actually like Kevin I think like Chris Bosh was
1: actually a good fit. Yeah,
2: he because was. Because he so could he, defend. Yeah, right,
1: exactly. Much better than Kevin right. Love can. uh yeah, I I I don't hate the idea. Uh it so much depends on how good you think Kevin Love is, right? And I think
2: I mean I look, maybe I'm biased here, but like I watched him carry a horrible team to 40 wins his last season in Minnesota and I just think I think he's capable of if you put really if you put good role players around him, which he didn't always have, I think that I think they'd clean up. And so you instead of what, instead of Ricky Rubio or um or Kevin Martin or Nikola Pekovic being his number two, it's Gordon Hayward, and you still have Rodney Hood. Like that's that's pretty that's good. It's a lot of firepower for him to pass to. Like he's a great passer. He's one of, if not the best, passing big men in the league. Right. So you you give him options to pass to. He can run a you know a quick little four or five pick and roll on the side with Rudy Gobert, oof, and put a lot of you know put a lot of pressure on the defense. Like I, I'd do it. Do you think the Cavs do it? Push nah, comes the shove. Nah. Push comes the shove. Excuse me. Maybe like all right. Maybe if you threw in a first, sure, we'll give you like pick. Like, which State, sounds like a Oklahoma lot City pick. considering how Kevin's played the last two years, but why not? Okay, I like it. Let's so, shake it up.
1: I thank you, Kenny, big time. Uh, here's another one from one of our our Twitter people at Blair Red uh, or at B R G Red, whatever. Uh, Demarcus Cousins for Derek Favors and Alec Brooks. I don't think I'd do that As, from a jazz perspective.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know that, like, I, I think Cousins is the, better, the best player in that deal, obviously, but I don't know that you bring him into the culture. Yeah, I agree. Into the team culture. I think the team culture really has a chance to be really special. It's funny,
1: though, because DeMarcus probably has more value in a vacuum than Derek Favors does. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? Yeah like, absolutely. You know, I, yeah, like, the Celtics are talking about trading the Nets pick for him, and I don't know that they would do that for Derek Favors. Right. Uh. But... You're not willing to make that trade as as a Utah Jazz. I think you
2: you you bring the context into it. And I think that's that. I just think that's tough. Like I I don't think Demarcus Cousins is as bad as people make him out to be. I think a lot of his frustrations come from not winning, and I don't think he channels that very well. Um, but that the team culture is is tough.
1: All right, here's a crazy one, uh, from Doc Ri. Derek favors a lot of these involve Derek favors, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, like he's good, but I understand why you'd want him in a consolidation trade because he hasn't, you know, he hasn't made an All Star game yet. He's he's right. a good but not great piece. Anyway, Derek favors Dante Exum, the number twelve pick this year, and the better of their own or Golden State's, uh, pick next year, twenty in twenty seventeen. Okay. For John Wall. I like John Wall a lot. Yeah, I I that's fun. I mean, you've got John. Your your starting lineup is John Wall. Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, Trey Lyles, and Rudy Gobert.
2: That's that's a fun team. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's 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 special with whatever garbage they threw around him in Washington. <laughs> now you throw really good players around him, that could be a lot of fun.
1: Do the Wizards do it? I mean, maybe so. The Wizards aren't going to sign Kevin Durant, right? Do you're maybe just trying to get a a rebuild there, basically?
2: Maybe. I mean, maybe they go after someone like Al Horford. Yeah, you know, and replace you know move Martian Gortat. Um, they still need a three. Yeah,
1: that's really the thing
2: yeah, in my and, mind. And they need Bradley Beal to be healthy. Maybe he's like, had the same injury every year of his career.
1: Would you do like Derek Favors plus Rodney Hood plus uh, I don't mm, know if
2: that that's makes a lot better? Yeah, I yeah. don't. know. I'm just. But kinda... can you imagine trying uh, a point guard trying to run a one five pick and roll against John Wall and Rudy Gobert? <laughs> like you would, that's they fun. would just. I think if John Wall just said, come on, what are you doing, and Pol- just politely asked for the ball, they would just hand him the ball, and he could go score a, a transition <laughs> layup. Like, I think that's what would happen.
1: Pl- like, I just love that idea of, of having Trey Lyle spacing for you, too, yeah. and then Rodney Hood and Gordon Hayward, and yeah.
2: you can do like one-three pick-and-rolls, too. You can do whatever you want. You- <laughs> really? John Wall's awesome. John Wall's an awesome basketball player. Yeah, I, I do that deal pretty yeah.
1: quickly. Uh, so thank you, Doc Ri, for for making me consider that. That's the one. That's 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 the greatest deal. Yeah. Here. Uh, l- let me see if I can find another one. Someone did straight up. Uh, Derek Favors for Kevin Love. Oh, and another Demarcus Cousins one. Uh, I think this is too nice. Demarcus Cousins for Derek Favors and Rodney Hood. No. No. Uh, or actually, in this one, that's a three-team deal. But regardless, we won't get into that. How about uh, Rodney Hood, Trey Lyles, and for Jabari Parker? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do Rodney Hood for Jabari Parker. Okay, so no. Yeah, that's, that's a no. Uh, Jazz receive a th- three-team deal where the Jazz receive Jeff Teague and Jimmy Butler. Ooh. The Bulls receive Dante Exum, Lamar Patterson, and Derek Favors, and two first-round picks this year, the twelfth and the twenty-first. And the Atlanta Hawks receive Trey Burke and Alec Burks. No. I don't think. That I don't Hawks think Jeff Teague's very good. So. So just that part of the deal, you say, that's a you lot. wouldn't do Jeff Teague like, for Trey
2: Burke and Alec Burks. Great, you're getting you're getting um, Jimmy Butler in the deal, which we we like because we talked about
1: Derek Favors plus number twelve for Jimmy Butler is thumbs up for right. us. Right, but Jeff Teague for Trey Burke and Alec Burks, your thumbs down.
2: I don't like that. Um okay. I know he's the best player of that bunch. I just I don't think you're maximizing, and plus I think he'd leave. Yeah, I don't think you're maximizing your talent at point guard. I would rather have the potential of Dante Exum than the reality of Jeff. Taylor. I forgot about Dante Exum, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the biggest part of that, right.
1: that trade. Sorry, Karma Loop. Nope. No luck for you. All right. You're so let's, let's wrap this up. What, uh, what was our favorite idea? We had John Wall. We had uh, Kevin Love. What was we the had first Jimmy Butler deal? Jimmy Butler. Let's see. Let me scroll up here. We had that Paul George deal. Yeah, the Paul George that deal was, was fun. intriguing. Uh, we had basically Derek Favors. Uh, sorry, i got to find out. So Derek Favors in the number 12 pick for Jimmy Butler.
2: That or the John Wall deal. Those are my to- my two favorites.
1: I would do the John Wall deal first. Yeah. Because he's younger, I believe. Um Sounds crazy, but I think that's true. I think that's true as well. Uh, and he's just such a fun fit. Like I, I instantly watch get it, how like, that team is. If you watch amazing.
2: him, if you watch him move in person, like he's, he's not human. Like no one's that no. fast. Right. No, like no one is that fast with a basketball without breaking stride as they do a crossover. Like he's like that's just to do to watch that for forty one games a year plus playoffs would, would be, be incredible. Yeah, that'd be an experience. Which of these trades is the most likely? I don't know what was the worst one. We had
1: <laughs> No, I mean so we had Jimmy uh, let me ask you in this right, sort of way. Yeah, you know, I think I think Jimmy Butler.
2: Yeah. I think the fa- favors in the 12 for Jimmy Butler. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cuz I mean we had some very good players moving hands uh, Jimmy Butler, George Hill, John John Wall, Kyrie right. Irving, Kevin Love, yeah. DeMarcus Cousins. Uh probably Cousins is the most likely of those oh, you guys know what? to be I traded like that, but... I
2: like that Eric Bledsoe oh, yeah. Kyrie Irving I can't remember The, the, the three team deal yeah, and then XM uh, and somebody
1: yeah, Exum and I can't remember who else pick or something went
2: in that deal. I like that one. As Exum like and Alec Burks and the 12th pick. Because if they don't win this year, I don't know. Maybe they start shaking things up. Yeah. Maybe do do that deal and the Derek Favors, Kevin Love deal. Ooh. Get them both. Might as just shake the whole <laughs> thing up. Gordon Hayward for <laughs> to LeBron too. Right, exactly. Let's just really catch him. Make in. it work. All, All right.
1: right. I I I just. Uh- Imagining some of these players in a jazz uniform is just the best feeling possible. I also really I
2: like, like the idea of, of bringing back Larry Bird from the 80s. Uh, <laughs> I would do that as well.
1: I mean, send him to Germany. Get the, whatever the Kobe machine is and, <laughs> yeah. and make it work. Right. All right, got to go ahead and take a break. On the other side, we'll do what we do every week around this time, around the NBA, talk about the news and notes around the association, next on the
0: Salt City Hoop Show on ESPN 700. You were listening to Salt City Hoops on Utah's number 1 sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome back into the Salt City Hoops show, ESPN 700. Uh So, this Raptors Heat game got very interesting very quickly. Raptors are now on a 10-0 run to take the lead with 45 seconds left, 84 to 80. Uh in order to kind of save the series, right? If they're down oh,
2: 0-2, they're done.
1: They'd be done. 1-1, you can salvage. Right. Uh, questionable call that sent DeMar DeRozan to the line terrible call missed both free throws though so ball don't lie
2: ball don't lie
1: but then Jonas
2: Valanciunas does lie then, and... yeah the ball didn't lie but then it like lied a lot <laughs> when At he first got the it rebound like, and tipped it yeah, in yeah it started to tell the truth and it was like ah never mind <laughs> let's just really let's really let's tell just, some let's some just lie tales here anyway heat ball 45 seconds left heat haven't scored in almost three and a half minutes wow
1: yeah so, that's that's not great that's troubling I mean, can't count on the uh, Dwayne Wade three pointers is what you want. Of course. Oh, he made it.
2: That's <laughs> his third made three since December. It's his three third made three since December. Really? Those two he made against Charlotte were the first ones he had made since December 16th. What? Well, I, I don't think he hit one in game one, so I'll just say that. Is is he just. Why? Because he can't shoot. He's a historically bad three point
1: shooter. I mean. Why is he taking him now, I guess? I don't know.
2: He left that hand up there, too. <laughs> it's pretty. It's so pretty. All
1: right. Now, anyway, Raptors up one. 37 seconds left. Let's get into our, our actual show plan here. Go around the NBA. Uh, first, actually, piece of news has to do with this Miami Heat. Uh, they announced earlier this week that Chris Bosh will not uh, return in this
2: playoffs. That's that's the move, right? Like you, right. You can't guarantee that he's going to be safe uh on Exa- if it's like a player living or dying sort right. of right you just you could like one they love that guy like they yeah. like he is the heart and soul of that locker room he's the heart and soul of that franchise like they love that guy so much they would never risk that and i think that's correct call
1: uh, yeah absolutely i mean ultimately you're probably not a contender either way uh especially like trying to integrate Bosch into a lineup right I, yeah I, I don't know that that works out uh, we did co- talk about coaching in the show's first segment, but we didn't really talk about the Lakers hiring Luke Walton. Uh, right. Since our last show, that no, was actually last week on on Friday, I believe that was announced. You were wrong. You, I was. You, I was you led wrong. me astray that you didn't think Luke would take the Laker job.
2: I did. I did say if he was going to take a job, it'd be the Lakers. Right, but you felt um, he. wanted but I to thought he would, Season yeah. as an assistant coach, and I still think like that was. That would be the right move. Like I it depends on who he gets to take. Uh it depends on who he gets to take with him as his assistant staff. There's talk that maybe Jaron Collins will join him, um, from the from the Warrior staff. I just man, I don't know. I think it's a lot of pressure on Luke Walton.
1: Uh, ESPN just showed a stat where over Dwyane Wade's last four games, he has made four three pointers, okay. four
2: for four from the line.
1: In his previous fifty six games before that, he was 0 for like thirty. Right. So you know,
2: he didn't hit one in fifty-six games. Save it for the playoffs. He had like, he had like something like twenty-seven games or something like that where he didn't even take one. <laughs> he's a shooting guard. Well, that's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I am, I'm kind of skeptical about how well Luke Walton works out. I, I just am kind of skeptical about like immediate player coaches. You know, like right. guys who just retired. So he's soon still really young. Have had. Yeah, he's 35 years old. Yeah, I've had like two years out of being a player, or in Derek
2: Fisher, or Jason Kidd's right. case, no time. People, people will look to the 39-4 record that he had, but he had a that lot of help. Him. He had a lot of help from Ron Adams, a lot of help from Jaron Collins, like, and not to say he can't do a coaching job. It's just like he's got the charisma down. I think he'll have the players on his side and players by hand, yeah. which is huge. I don't know how much he can implement of a system because we don't like. I assume he's going to do what. Uh, what a lot of Steve Kerr is trying to do, but he, you don't have the players for that. Do you
1: know if... if exactly. And do you know if he's a good teacher? Uh, not from what I'd I don't gather, so. but I don't...
2: I don't... You know, I can't tell you for sure.
1: See, the, uh, I I think that, that that's what you'd want out of that Laker job, right? As someone who can teach the yeah, young players to that's the be thing. player developers, to get, to get better as NBA players, to become All-Stars. I don't see that in Luke Walton. No. Uh, Kyle Lowry just made his second consecutive jump shot.
2: <laughs> Three elbows, which...
1: I mean... Three elbows, two jumpers. Still working out. Basically, this game makes no sense, but nevertheless, Raptors up three. Now 14.9 seconds left. Uh Dirk Nowitzki says he'll opt out of his contract and sit down with, quote-unquote, sit down with the Mavericks brass to sort out how to make the team better. He had kind of the option of just picking up the last year of his deal, right? but instead is going to opt out, maybe ask for more money, or just kind of use kind of his leverage to make the team better next yes, year. Yeah, his
2: cap hold can't be that big because it was like a $7 million deal, right? right. So... You know, it probably doesn't hurt them that much in terms of cap flexibility for him to opt out and still have his rights. Obviously, they'll have a ton of money, right? Yeah, they'll have a ton of money. So, I mean, it depends on what Chandler Parsons does with his his option, but even then, they still have a lot of money. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the way you do it. Is if you can't bring in a big name guy. And you throw him a bone for a year and say, "All right, we'll give you twenty million this year." Yeah, right, like that or whatever it ends up being.
1: Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. But you kind of—it's interesting that Dirk wants to use his leverage in that sort he of way. He should. I mean, yeah. they've,
2: they've struck out pretty wildly for for years since the championship. Since, exactly. Since twenty eleven. And yeah, if he can put a little bit of pressure on them to make make it better, then do it. Uh, director for Space Jam two was announced. All right, here's my take. Space Jam one sucks. It's a terrible movie. It's an awful movie. It, like it was great when i was a kid it's got right? an amazing soundtrack the soundtrack is fire you it's cannot doubt the soundtrack or bashing anyway yeah the movie is awful yeah like you watch it as an adult it's a horrible movie so i don't think that they can do a worse job yeah i i think that, it'll be
1: better and honestly i think lebron's like a pretty solid actor we saw
2: that in yeah, trainwreck yeah good in trainwreck and the guy that got justin lee made the two best fast and furious movies which some okay. people will laugh at but fast fast 5 and fast 6 are Awesome, awesome action movies. That's better
1: than Space Jam One, who did the the director did not direct a movie before or since. Right. So you
2: know he was super good at the show.
1: <laughs> that's that's how you know directors are great. Yeah, I I mean
2: I I'm kind of excited for Space Jam too. I guess. I don't care. I don't I is like if it's better than one, great. If not Space Jam One is terrible. It's awful.
1: But I mean, here's a- the thing. I like the concept of Space Jam, right? It's kind of a fun concept. Sure.
2: I mean, I like this concept of the movie Wild
1: Wild West, but I don't know that you should make a new one. <laughs> I just didn't like the execution. That's the thing. Goran Dragic is taking a wide open three to tie the game. Why did they leave him open? Why would you leave Goran?
2: Open? Yeah. Amazing. <sighs> Raptors. 86-86 with 10 and a half seconds left. Perfect. Raptors ball. All right. <laughs>
1: Uh, also happened, uh, we we talked about it, but Steph Curry probably won't play in Game 4. That was uh, announced. Game three. Or, sorry, yes, in Game yeah. 3. Thank you. Uh, Next but game. I of don't know that i will play in Game players.
2: 4 either. If, game especially four, if Game 3 goes well. Right, Game 4 would be the two-week mark since the diagnosis of saying he would be reevaluated in two weeks. Okay.
1: Uh, I also think that the NBA official referee Twitter account... It's aggressive. ...tweeting at Gabrielle Union about basically bragging about how the last two minute report turned out well in their favor in their favor was, was an interesting move to say the least that they've got some fire. This is a,
2: I mean, I can only assume, I know he retired. I can only assume Joey Crawford's running the account. <laughs> like that's a, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh, that you can't have that. No, they like, you can't don't tweet get me wrong. Players, wives I'm all for being a jerk on Twitter. I've made, you know, not a living off of it, but I've, I've <laughs> but crafted you're not a brand adding people. I, like, even me being a jerk is totally different than an official NBA referee right. account being a jerk. Yeah. You can't do it. I, It's kind of funny. I mean, no. it's <laughs> I root for chaos at all times. Like, <laughs> over anything that I actually want to happen, <laughs> I'll root for chaos. So this is chaos, and this I'll take it. L- but, chaos
1: over the right thing. Yeah. Uh, All right. So 10 seconds left. They just inbounded the ball to Lowry, who's walking it up very slowly. I like it. I like, I, like going, I like going with the he slow He likes approach. the deep threes. He does. Yeah. Taking the deep three... Nope, oh, air oh, no, air ball short. We go to overtime for the second consecutive game. <laughs> yeah, that was a game. great shot. <laughs> I mean, he likes the deep threes. Yeah. and just made two consecutive shots. Right. Wow,
2: they could have gotten something better there. Way better. Anyway. Uh, Drive the ball. <laughs> and that's coming from me, who would only shoot that kind of shot.
1: The...
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Gotta be.
1: The refs, by the way, have not yet responded to my uh, res- request for comment on their last two-minute... Uh, changes that they want made yeah so i'm still on the trail of that if you will stan van gundy said andre drummond may attempt to shoot free throws underhanded
2: next season man he should try them left-handed at this point like the right hand's not working 25 percent is a very low percent
1: that's it's not even like deandre jordan 50 percent, where no. it's
2: kind of iffy it's i did this thing for for cbs sports uh during during the first round where it was kind of comparing like hey this right you know, like we wanted andre drummond to be the the Dwight Howard in this new venture, but like here are the differences. And even then, like comparing him to what to Dwight Howard in his second year under Stan Van Gundy, Dwight was like a 59% free throw shooter. If you make Andre Drummond, a 59% free throw shooter, he's an unbelievable player. Right. Yeah. But like when he's hovering around 35, 37%, whatever it is, it's, you just can't do it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, impossible that's just, that's incredible.
1: Uh, this is an interesting story. Some heroin in Philly that they, uh,
2: confiscated was branded with Steph Curry's face. Sure, I, uh, I'm i not. I mean, all right. My my knowledge of heroin is very low. Yeah, I gotta I gotta admit. I I'm sure I've seen it in a movie somewhere. Um, I guess that's gonna help it sell. You would think, right? Like, I don't know. Like I, all right. I watched The Wire. If people,
1: okay, look. They, I guess the they thought- said
2: they said I got that WMD. Like that's what they would say. So if you if you branded it as WMD in The Wire, if I said I got that Steph Curry. I don't know. I guess that that ups your chances of wanting to buy heroin.
1: Yeah. If if I'm like a, I'm kind of on the fence about this whole heroin thing. <laughs> if someone's like, it'll make you feel like Steph Curry while he's making some shots. Yeah. Like I'm
2: probably feeling pretty low anyway. Hmm. Like, maybe.
1: Maybe it's maybe a religious experience thing. I yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Steph Curry <laughs> drugs and or just shot making yeah. comes to me.
2: Sure, I mean I'm not in on I'm not in on heroin, but I guess I'm in on branding. Like I like good marketing, so sure, why not?
1: I, I can't imagine Steph Curry fresh off his uh, appearance with the president in multiple seems unlikely PSAs. Right, I don't think he's super excited about this. Right, all right, that's a tough one. <laughs> we got to take a break. On the other side, we've got more of the Salt City Hoop Show next on ESPN 700.
0: Listening to Salt City Hoops on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700.
1: All right, welcome back in to the Salt City Hoops show. A uh, couple of things on this Raptors Heat game that's in overtime right now. Raptors currently lead ninety two eighty six with about a minute minute and six seconds left to be exact. Uh, first of all, we just witnessed one of the worst high fives of all time. Really,
2: exceptionally bad uh yeah high fives are not a hard thing they're just no. not like it's very simple like you even know if, when they're coming right even if you just like go by which i don't think i don't really believe in but apparently it's a thing like if you say just watch their elbow yeah if you watch the other person's elbows supposedly you'll it helps you'll it, hit every time solid contact but why you would ever grab someone's hand during a high five
1: yeah no one no one never wants this, like
2: high touchy grabby contact right. up here I'll, I'll assume i'll assume that they were a married couple I think they were. The woman went to high five her husband. The husband grabbed her hand. And then she ungrasped her hand from his hold and, and showed him and like no, we're doing a
1: high five. This is not this should not be your first rodeo at this. Right. Everyone is aware on how to do this.
2: I can only assume it's a fake marriage. Joe Johnson just
1: chart. missed missed <laughs> yeah. Joe Johnson just missed the layup. Now it's Raptors Ball, fifty five seconds or so left. Up six. Uh, the Heat have not scored in these, this overtime, which isn't That's isn't troubling. Great. Yeah. Uh I like this becoming a series though. I'm pro that.
2: Pro yeah, track. I would love for the series to go long. I do I have to say, like, I don't normally care who wins. I I kinda want heat calves. Really? Why is yeah. that? Yeah. Just the 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 craziness of it all. Okay. The LeBron vs former team thing. That is fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay That's more fun to me than Cavs Raptors.
1: Yeah, which I think is pretty one sided. Yeah. Um I still think it's amazing what Dwayne Wade is doing with actually making threes, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I still think it's amazing <laughs> that you
2: could high five your wife so horribly.
1: <laughs> it, it all kind of depends what you. I mean, is. that should
2: be an automatic divorce. That'll be reviewed in the last two minute report. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect, no call. You got to That's just poor contact. Right. Dwayne Wade. Oh, uh, he thought about wasting one of his three point makes there, but that yeah, was no. Insane. You got to
2: save those up for next game when you go home.
1: They're only down. Did they miss more free throws or something? No, they're only down. They're only down four
2: now. I think they missed a shot. Things. Yeah. Like, anyway,
1: a uh, couple of things. First of all, you got a puppy. We've talked about it. Yeah, I got a puppy. Um, uh, I was away
2: from him for four days when I was in Oakland. How heartbroken were you? That was really tough. Um, luckily, my lovely lady sent me plenty of videos and and put him on Instagram. too. And put him on Instagram. He has his own Instagram. What account. is? What's that Instagram account? In case it's, sports it's, radio people also want to follow. I hope I get it right. Dog. It's time to boogie. Okay. He's an adorable cream French bulldog, 10 weeks old. He'll be 11 weeks on Saturday. I
1: think my favorite was when cuz I f- I'm a follower. Sure. How could you <laughs> not be? Uh my favorite was when it was sleeping under your couch. I just right. like that was yeah. just completely random and I will fun. say
2: this. Uh he's figured out that if he go if he makes it under the under the f- initial part of the couch, he can stand up under there. He's cuz he's so oh, small. Okay. And he apparently he's defecated a couple of times <laughs> under the couch, which uh I would imagine it didn't happen when I was home. Mm. Uh, Having when i was on the road i would imagine it's tough to clean up yeah because you got to reach under you got to make sure you get everything but it's or fine move the couch or something but yeah i mean it's a sectional it's kind of it's not like you know i don't
1: know how much she can move the couch yeah that's not good maybe yeah. you need like a guard or something to yeah keep him from getting under or there. just
2: like i just got to feed him a lot just or get him really fat so he can't <laughs> fit under there that's really the answer make him grow yeah
1: yeah okay that makes sense uh i in other life stories sure I went to the doctor today. Okay. I had
2: not been to the doctor in like... I, I haven't been to a doctor in, a, in an unhealthy amount of time. Yeah,
1: I haven't been in at least double-digit years. Uh, and I was just like, I want to know my vitals. I want to know if I sure. have
2: high blood pressure. I want to know
1: yeah, how's your what cholesterol? my cholesterol is. Honestly, Chris Herring's piece in the Wall Street Journal about uh, NBA players being measured in shoes and without shoes. Yeah. All of a sudden, I want to know my real height. And okay. And whether How not- old are you? <laughs> 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 I also still do the thing where I jump up and touch high things. So yeah, and I'll still do that every uh, once in a while. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm I'm 24 to answer your question. Okay. Um, that's so maybe, probably that's too old, old to, to not care not about
2: that. No, it's no, just no, I a still little, want to be tall. It's a little
1: old to not know your height. Oh well, like I've been telling people six feet for years. Okay. But I wanted to know how much of a lie that was. Okay, sure. How and much of a lie is it? It's not my. I'm five <laughs> eleven and a quarter.
2: All right. Round so, up. Yeah, in shoes you round up Six, right? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 close enough to round up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and wow. it's not that big of a sin. <laughs> yeah, you just round up to the nearest <laughs> foot. I like that. That's
1: smart. Uh so that was exciting. I okay. learned I didn't realize that they tell you what your body square footage is. I don't even know what that means. That's like the the surface area of your skin. Okay. If, basically, if they skinned you so like and made a, so, you into a rug.
2: So if a serial killer made a rug out of you... How
1: big would that rug be? Right. Are we <laughs> talking
2: like den? Are we talking great room? Yeah.
1: And, I mean, for me, the answer is 2.06 square meters. Sure. Which is, you know, I, it's I, a nice I, little hallway rug. Can tell you
2: what a meter is. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> three feet, but I don't know. <laughs> it's there-ish. Yeah, ish. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, and, I mean, later on... I don't want to give...
2: know that. I don't want to know my square footage of my body.
1: I, I didn't know I wanted to know it but i just i just thought it was a fun fact
2: sure and i I got it what do you think big baby is
1: eventually my blood work will come in and i'll know if i have diabetes
2: or not sure that's exciting to know whether or not you have
1: diabetes (laughs) i was surprised i just have so much sugar and candy that like i i wanted to know sure
2: so i think the last time i had a physical was like 2013 okay Um, yeah that's way and i was surprised to to find out that like my cholesterol was excellent really because i don't like I guess I eat healthier now, but then I didn't. I didn't eat healthy at all. Yeah, my diet is all carbs and cheese. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the big baby diet. Pizza, uh, big quesadillas. Baby used to eat, big baby used to eat pancakes before every game.
1: I had a grilled cheese for for lunch. I mean, sure. He had pancakes before pancakes every game. Pancakes
2: and pasta. I, I don't get... know that together on the same plate, but he would eat those. <laughs> I know a lot of facts about Big Baby's diet, which are which is not not ideal. Um, but I was surprised that my cholesterol was was like perfect. Like, huh. and i've just thought like Congrats. something's wrong
1: yeah no that, that heart, heart that disease sense.
2: runs my family i assumed that they were just be like, yeah you've got like a month right <laughs>
1: that's kind of what i'm afraid of right, right? like is if i'm imminently dying i want right. to know so you can do all the bucket list things right um yeah i i, I think so okay story about pasta and, and pancakes sure it, when i went to college nobody wanted to buy the food right because right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to steal it yeah <laughs>
2: sure <laughs> so You go to college become a a criminal. Right. So
1: the idea was we – I I actually didn't know people did this until recently, but they would get the salad bar, which was, you know, $4 or whatever, and then slide pieces of pizza underneath the salad so that you had no idea that there was pizza there. And then it's
2: healthy. (laughs) And it's healthy because you bought a salad and a pizza. That's a full meal. All right. Uh, There used to be this place called Fresh Choice. Okay. You remember that? No. Okay. Uh, Maybe it was just a California thing, but it was like a salad bar type place. And they had horrible pizza, but you would still eat it because you would go through this giant buffet line that had it so you'd like put together a salad and then like off to the side there was like, Oh, here's some crappy pizza and then you just it made it feel so much better that you were eating the pizza and for all I know it was like a like a Tatinos or like a like a <laughs> right. tombstone pizza thrown Probably, out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, depending on price it probably so shout out to fresh choice it's not around anymore. i I guess i know why
1: all right well that's our show thank you guys for listening as always you can download the show and if you miss any of it as a podcast on saltcityhoops.com or espn700sports.com i'm andy larson alongside zach harper signing out